Hey, hey, hi, hi, Jesse Dram here. You're listening to the Kill Your Gods podcast. Hope you guys have enjoyed all this content this week. I'm glad we finally got to put it out. I am recording this on the final day of my honeymoon, the lovely Miss Perry Lerner hyphen Dram. Actually, she's not doing that. She's just sticking with Lerner. Fucking feminism ruined these ladies. <laughs> she's filling out a thank you cards for our guests in the other room. So this is where we're going to stop on Game of Thrones for a bit. In fact, I still haven't watched all of it. We actually only have one episode left in Season 7, and then we'll record that. We haven't recorded anything for Season 7 yet. Uh, even though it's going to be a bit before we get back into it, be sure to listen to Episode 5, because I had the bright idea of asking a bunch of comedian friends to write a bunch of Game of Thrones-themed Yo Mama jokes, and my god, I had... So much fun with that. Uh, my my friend Jeff Roser had the great one. Uh, Gendry disappeared for two seasons because he had to row that boat around Yo Mama. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I think he also had the one like, Yo Mama's so fat, the mount- even the mountain said, Damn, that's a big bitch. <laughs> oh, I hope this is entertaining to anybody but me. So, we've got Game of Thrones Season 4 here. We have the death of Joffrey. Uh, Jamie loses a hand. Um, we find out that John, uh, unfortunately, the last episode where we find out that John loves eat him some pussy, not enough to save his love. So go check all that out. As far as stuff coming up, June 4th, I am hosting a new show running at the Flying Fish Brewery in Somerdale, New Jersey. If you're in the tri-state area, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, it's pretty easy. I think it's only about a 20-minute drive from Philadelphia. Come check us out. Say hi to me. You'll see meet some of the guests that I've had on the show before. Uh, it's going to be a good one. June 15th, I will be at Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia, right there at 20th and Sansom, where I will be competing in the Phillies Funniest Contest. I don't expect to win, but uh, I'm going to do pretty goddamn good. I hope so. The the, the last time I... Uh, oh, I think I mentioned... Whatever. The last time we did... There wasn't a 2020 Phillies Funniest. But in 2019, I had such a good set, and then I ruined it with a very edgelord joke that had always done well before it, it was a push him away pull him back and i pushed them too far apparently a woman stood up in the audience and flipped me off for the duration of my set and i have never done that joke again but maybe i'll bring it back this year let's see it was a good goddamn no it wasn't it wasn't but uh yeah that's me that's this for uh the rest of the month of may here's what i anticipate Next week, with comedian Drew Montana, we're going to have... Usually, I'm the grumpy one saying this shit's overrated. Uh, Drew Montana's going to be on the offense. I'm going to be on the defense. He thinks the Beatles are overrated. I... Yeah, I also agree. His mother never loved him and was probably a whore. That's that's the only thing I can think of. So, Drew Drew Montana will be on here to discuss... uh, his hatred of the Beatles. Check out his podcast, Do Rag and Deer Tag. They're also, I'll, oh yeah, that's right. If you're hearing this on this Monday, I will be uh, doing the roast battle again at Raven Lounge this Monday, May 10th. You can go on my YouTube and look up. We had a great musical roast battle with me and Jay Simpson, which was a lot of fun, but one of my dad's friends saw the video and wrote a big angry thing on how I'm disrespecting my father's memory, even though I didn't 
write any of that. It, Jay may have made fun of my dad for dying of a drug overdose and my stepdad for dying of a booze overdose and then asking, which white trash suicide method will I choose? Hilarious! Great shit. But yeah, check out Durag and Deer Tag. Uh, after that, I believe we're going to be having on, I'm going to be pissed off if they cancel, but whatever, uh, the hosts of the High School Never Ends Pop Punk Podcast. Yeah, they're a couple great guys. Go check their stuff out. They had a great episode on My Chemical Romance a few weeks ago. I tried to get on to talk about Good Charlotte, and they already had somebody booked. But they're going to be on. We're going to do Pop Punk episode number two. I'm looking so forward to that. That's going to be a good one. And I believe the week after that, we're going to dip in. This is going to be the Game of Thrones and Music Month. Going to try to do an episode on new Metal. So break out your Jenkos and your backwards white and red New York Yankees cap. Because we're going to do it all for the Nookie and hate our dads for the new Metal episode. And I believe the next month is going to be nothing but the Bible again. And I'm looking forward to that. But enough of my bullshit. That's five minutes. That's all I get. Check it out. Game of Thrones season four. Season four show. Ugh, that was bad. One final thing, because I keep forgetting to mentioning it. Uh, my old podcast, The Magical Misery Tour. I'm getting a little sick of paying for that to remain up. Nobody listens to it. So what I'm doing is I'm slowly but suring, slow, <laughs> slowly but surely adding it to the back catalog of this podcast. So if you go and take your little episode thing there on whatever podcast app you're listening to, if you roll all the way back to the beginning, you will hear some of the last episodes of the Magical Misery Tour. I'm going to be slowly adding them on. That's 63, 64 episodes. Some great ones in there with uh, some comics that are getting bigger. Che Guerrero, Ryan Shaner, Brian Six, like very funny fucking people talking about very sick. The, the, it's the podcast where funny people discuss life's unfunniest things. It's a great podcast. I was really happy about it, but uh, wasn't an easy market. But yeah, go back and check them out. Enough of my bullshit. Back to Game of Thrones. When it's time to party, we will always party hard. Guys, we're back. Game of Thrones season four. Sorry, guys. I can only carry a tune sometimes. It's it's in and out. Well, you can't carry a tune, but you can always tune a fish. No, you can't. You're vegan. Anyway. I don't even know what that means. It's an old. You, you never heard that? No. no you can't. Wait. Oh, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Oh, tuna fish. I, fu- I get it. I fucked it up is what happened ah, there. Ah, so you're an idiot is what you're saying. I don't think that was necessary. I am, as always, your host, Jesse Dram, along with my lovely co-host. Yep, that's me, Perry Lerner. Yep, co-host. Co-host. Coast. Coast. Coast to coast. Yeah, so yeah, we're here to talk about season four. Where were we last time on season three? We had uh, the Red Wedding. Red Wedding. Rest in peace, Rob and Catelyn Stark. Uh, rest in peace, that bitch-ass, spy-ass, bitch-ass, bitch, Talisi. Aw, our, our dumb cat is crying outside the door. Um, she really strikes me as one of, like, Daenerys' dragons. That's what you and her look like. Just, <laughs> a, just a it. Just a beast that, like, doesn't realize she could kill you. Aw, she's perfect. 
Perfect. Um, I don't remember what what happened at the very end of season three. Uh, everyone started calling um, Daenerys Misa. Misa. Like mother. Yeah. I forget. We covered this. On yeah, the it, last doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Go listen to it. All right, so let's just get right to it. This first one we're going to be doing episodes one through three of season four of Game of Thrones. We're also just going to let the stupid cat in. Get her. What? I can't see her. Okay, I'm glad that we've interrupted the podcast for a cat. Episode one, Rob's Valerian steel sword is being melted down and remolded into two new swords. Ooh. One, I know. One for Jamie, one for Joffrey, who names it Widow's Whale, which uh, I looked it up because I figured there's got to be like 20 horrible metal bands called Widow's Whale after this. And it turns out there's only one, although they are pretty bad. Yeah, go check out their song, Closing the Coffin. Nobody else's. Oh, the name of the band is... Widow's Whale. Well. I thought that was the name of the song. No, no. It's stupid. Yeah, metal... I like metal. Metal is bad and stupid. Um, uh, Prince Oberlin of Dorne. Oberin. Oberin. Isn't Oberlin like a super lefty college? Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Prince Oberyn, played by, played by Pedro Pascal. Well, much like Oberlin, the liberal arts college, he has quite a few... He, he, he has a very broad... He's open. Yeah, he's open. He's open-minded. He's feeling it. And open-legged. An open butt. I mean, let's be real. When you're, like, that open, like, you've got way more of a chance with a lot of people. Exactly. Yes, you're just uh, up in your odds. Uh, he is seeking to avenge the death of his sister by the... Elia. Elia, by the Targaryen dickhead. Which Targaryen? It wasn't the Mad King. It was uh, Daenerys and Valerys's well, she, older she brother. She was married to Rhaegar, but who killed her was the Mountain oh, right, King. Right, right. She was married to Rhaegar. And the Mountain killed her? The Mountain raped and killed her. That's the whole thing. The Mountain raped and killed her, which he mm. is like, well, if the Mountain did it, then Tywin you, must have ordered it. ordered it. So, that's, so he's actually against the... Um, the Lannisters, mm-hmm. not the Targaryens. That sounds so terrible. Just like imagine a situation where like the fucking mayor just decides like I'm just gonna kill your sister. And yeah, well, and her. he she he killed the kids too. And the kids. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and we've gone over this, but like Rhaegar, he this is like how this is the this is the pre-start of Robert's rebellion mm-hmm. because Rhaegar was married to Elia. But he was in love with uh, Ned's sister, so he stole Ned's sister mm. and raped her, and then that's what started Robert's Rebellion, and he ran away from Alia. See, isn't there a whole thing where they're talking about making a Game of Thrones prequel show? Like, is this the shit they're going to talk about? I thought you had told me it was about the First Men, which is a totally different answer. Uh. The first men is what they talk about when uh, they talk about the... Um, are, 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 the are these the famous Adam and Steve I've been hearing <laughs> about all these years? It's the people they talk about when they talk about the White Walkers that came mm. from the first men. So it's like ancient times in Game of Thrones okay. lore. But yeah, so Oberlin's there. He has a lady with Oberyn. him. Oberin, And they're just... Fuck, I'm just going to start calling him Berkeley. Berkeley's there. <laughs> Berkeley. And they're just fucking 
everything that moves. Just yeah. everything that moves. Also, I will pro- thank you for the whores. My, my... But the blonde dude won't fuck the, the woman. I forget her name. Mm, yeah, he's, he's, he's picky. Yeah. He's like, I don't like that. And he's like, don't you dare say that about my woman. <laughs> Um. Oh, if if we ever, I'm not even gonna talk about. Aww, it. Mandalorian. If we, oh, again, I still haven't seen the Mandalorian. You don't even seeing it doesn't help you. He plays the Mandalorian. Right. So there's a, again, uh, there's a history in the Star Wars universe of Game of Thrones actors being all, all cast and never allowed to show their face. Yep. Like uh, they're British. What What is Brienne's real name? Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn. I don't remember. Well, I want to say Rose, but I don't think that's it. Well, she plays Phasma in uh, the new trilogy, which is not worth watching. I, I've actually said a few times that I feel like wa- uh, I, I was okay with uh, Force Awakens. Because Finders Palpatine. Yeah, that was so it was fucking okay. dumb. Wait, I shouldn't say it was fine, because that implies I liked it more than I did. It was okay. Until Palpatine. It yeah. was palatable until Palpatine. Passable, passable and palpable until Palpatine mm-hmm. pulped it up. Correct. Because, like, can you imagine, like, what's a what's another movie that has fucking three sequels or whatever? I mean. Pirates of the Caribbean has, like, eight. I don't know. It, it's just so weird that they drop no hint of him whatsoever in this trilogy. Like, By the way, Palpatine, you remember, you remember Palpatine, right? He's, he's back. By... We only made four point seven billion instead of seven point three. We're all gonna lose our jobs. Yo, speaking of Palpatine, I, Palpatine. Wow. Speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, fifteen years ago, and Orlando Bloom would have been Jon Snow. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. that might be a topic. Okay, let's do a quick recasting of Game of Thrones with, with Lord late... of the Rings characters. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Well, okay, goes without saying that Aragorn would be Ned. Well, oh, well, I would have thought, you know, Boromir would have been Ned. No, but Boromir character-wise is not Ned. Boromir uh, is a shit compared to Ned. It's crazy that Sean Bean is Boromir and then Ned. We're going entirely different directions because you said Orlando Bloom. I wasn't thinking Legolas, so I was trying to think like actors of the time. It, like if Game of Thrones had been made oh, in 2000. True, true. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, fucked, I fucked that up, honestly. Yeah. Well, I Although- Orlando Bloom because he was so like famous at the time. Mm-hmm. He was a famous British which is actor. funny because I didn't realize uh, that like fucking Lord of the Rings was like his first acting gig at all. Like yeah. he literally left school like, all right, I'm going to go be in this Lord of the Rings thing. We'll see. Bye. Yeah. Well, yes. Boromir would have been Ned because mm. Boromir is Ned. And Orlando Bloom went right from school into Lord of the Rings. And then he went right to fucking Katy Perry and getting paparazzi shots of his big old dong. So the, who the hell would a Vig- Viggo Mortensen be? Because Aragorn would be, would definitely be Ned. I could see Viggo Mortensen as Jamie. Interesting. He also has yeah. blonde hair, I think. Yeah. And by the way, you know where this whole thing falls apart? Where? There's like no women in Lord of the oh. Rings to cast into Game Liv, of Thrones. Liv Tyler. All right. Liv Tyler will play Sansa and Catelyn and Daenerys. Okay. And, and then we Eowyn. Have, wait. And then we have. No, Eowyn is not a character in. Game of Thrones. Eowyn is a character in Lord, in Lord of the Rings. Rings. Oh. I don't. I, I literally don't remember the actress's oh, name. Miranda something. Miranda Tate. Miranda something. Yeah. Who is Miranda Tate? And then Kate uh, Blanchett. Um, what the fuck is her name? We meet a wildling cannibal group called the Thens. 
Uh, we still don't, we don't get to see them much through these three episodes. They're just kind of dickheads, and they eat arms and they're stuff. They're cannibals. They're cannibals, and they're joining up with the wildlings. They are wildlings. They're, they're a subsect a of the wildlings. Yeah, they're, they're, there's basic, there's different mm-hmm. hierarchy in north of the wall, too. Um, Master Eamon absolves Jon Snow of any guilt. John reveals 100,000 wildlings are marching on the castle. I was surprised reading this back. Like, not a lot really happens in this first episode. Especially considering how big the next episode is Well, because they're be. setting it up for the next episode, right. really. Um, the coolest part is uh, Arya and the Hound stop by a small pub that is being ransacked. By the way, for anyone who is yelling it out at me, it's Miranda Otto. I know now. You can stop who, yelling Who's it. Miranda Otto? Uh, Eowyn. I... Gun to I my knew head. Miranda something. Gun to my head. Never would have thought it out. But you knew a bunch of podcasters were yelling that at me as mm-hmm. I was trying to figure it out. So podcast listeners. Right. And Rosie Cotton can play the whore that gets arrows in her. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> For ever a girl, it will be her. I don't know why I went high pitched for that. I'm out of practice. Um da-da-da. so yeah, Arya and the Hound come in and she recognizes the one soldier as the one who uh killed the boy that they lied and said that one's gendery like you know i hurt my knee sir well you have to be carried and he takes needle or his sword and just like slowly stabs him through the neck you're still saying gendry wrong what the fuck ever who cares guess what his name's berkeley too from now on okay it's out berkeley rob's <laughs> so, bastard rob's bastard berkeley baratheon um yeah, I really like that scene a, a lot where she gets... Uh, oh, yeah, it's great. Where he, she's like speak, And not to mention, you forget Needle really is like a fencing sword. That, and that's my question. Like, okay, so we want to talk about like... I guess not plot holes, but like character issues. Is that guy really still carrying Needle around? Uh, I mean, particularly if they're like, you know, nomad scavengers. Like, you only find so many weapons. I guess. But I mean, had, like, Needle is like a little kid's... Thing. Yeah. Where, remind me, where did she get needle? John gave it to her. Ah, okay. Yeah, sorry, because he long. he was the only one that was encouraging yeah. her sword play. Okay, sword play. Ew. And uh, the dragon snaps back at Daenerys when she's like when they're like playing with the fucking sheep. Oh, carcass. you jumped. Yeah, yeah. You jumped to a different spot. Oh yeah, but that's all I really have for episode one. Not a whole lot happens. Uh, no, because we're setting up for the royal wedding. No, nah, nothing happens there either. Um, Roos returns home with a new Frey wife. He gives Ramsay a bunch of shit for mistreating Wal- Theon. Walda. What? Walda. Walda. Ugh, what a name. name. They're all named either Walda or Frey. They're oh, they're all over. Like because there's like a Freya in there or something too. It's like George, uh, George Frey. Foreman's kids. Freya of House Frey. Mm. Uh, George Foreman's kids are all named like Georgia, Georgina, George. George Foreman has four sons named George and a daughter named Georgina. Dude, can I tell you? I went. To, I don't think I've ever told you this. I went to school with um this family where like there were five sons and they were all named Fritz. Yeah. I know. I didn't know any of the Nazis. other ones, but I heard Ab- other. Absolutely Actually, they were Nazis. Black, so definitely doesn't Nazis. matter. Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so he, he gives Ramsay a bunch of shit for mistreating Theon, who is now worth less as a hostage, which he has an argument seeing as how his, Theon's dad is where he's like, he doesn't have a dick. What, what use is he? Yeah. But it's not like he was gunning for him before either. True. 
Um, Ramsey, I do appreciate Yara being like, yo, bitch. That's my brother. Yeah, like, this is our family. What are you mm-hmm. doing? Because he blames Theon for, like, literally everything in his life when, like, it's actual, it's all Balon's fault. Yeah. This is like, how how dare you become a Stark when I abandoned you to the Starks and never got yeah, like, you back? what the fuck? I hate him. Um, Ramsey, I actually kind of like in a sadistic way, Ramsey shows off his complete domination of Theon by allowing Theon to shave him with a straight razor. Oh, yeah, because he's now in recon territory. His name, I think he's he's Reek now. That's right, yes, he's calling him Reek. And uh, Theon is just so demoralized that even, like, easily cut the guy's throat, he doesn't. It's actually during this that he reveals to Theon, like, by the way, Rob's, Rob's dead. Don't miss the spot under my nose, bitch. Yeah, and he pauses for a real long time, and then he's mm-hmm. like, okay, back to shaving. Yep. I've processed this. Back to me shaving, governor. Uh, Roos commands Ramsay to take back all territories under Ironborn occupation. Yeah, Roos is like, Ramsay, you're a fucking idiot. You better really show yourself. All right. Uh, just a brief thing. More sacrifice burnings in Dragonstone. Mm, yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll see more of those. Yep. We'll keep seeing them. Learning that Cersei... Oh, and one of them was the wife's brother. Right, right. Uh, learning that Cersei knows Shay's true identity, Tyrion basically uh, Harry and the Hendersons her to get her to leave. Do you know what I'm referring to there? I mean, I know the movie, but I've never seen it. You you know it because I know you've seen Thirty Rock. Harry and the Hendersons is like at the end of it where like they can't get the creature to understand like you know we love you but you need to go away for your safety. Uh-huh. So pretty much to get the thing to go away, like go away. Uh-huh. Can't you see nobody wants you? Is that you from s- that? That is from Harry and the Hendersons. That. So he basically was like, you know, your pussy's not good enough for my royal dick. Yeah, he's Go like, away. You're a whore. Our time was fun. <laughs> Our time was fun while it lasted. It was real cold. Beat sand slut. I feel while like... he's like tearing up. And uh, the small detail, he can't look her in the eye I the know. entire time. I really time. do feel like Shay, they didn't show this in the show, but I feel like the character of Shay would have known what Tyrion was doing. Yeah, she would have, but, you know. We'll, we'll let it go. I'm just saying, like, Shay's not that dumb. Yeah. Uh, Bronn escorts her to the The boat. only thing that might have put her in that mindset was thinking Varys sent her to... Right. Well, which she, I could they, say. Well, we, we do see at a certain point. So Varys approaches her at one point, offering her gold to leave, which she actually thinks... Diamonds, actually. Diamonds? Diamonds. Uh... She thinks is and accuses Tyrion like if you want me to leave, tell me yourself. So they do try to set that up, but I I do think she would yeah no a little. I mean she does keep showing up in his room when he's like bitch you can't be here they're gonna kill I mean, you. She is also being dumb right. He should have just gone to Valencia. I mean, uh, listen, as a man, I can understand no matter how much danger a woman's putting you in, if her response every time is like, oh, shut up and let me suck your cock. All I'm going to say without any spoilers, because we've seen John and... and uh, uh, We know, uh, again, Jesse Gessie, uh, Shade is not making it out of season two. Yeah. I, I don't care how the space-time continuum works. I'm always right. But, like, we've seen John and Egret, so I feel like they're not really spoilers anyway, but... John and Egret should have just stayed in the cave, and Tyrion should have just gone off to Volantis with Shay. Yeah. They really yeah. both had better situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Bronn teaches Jamie left-handed swordplay, which, okay. And now <laughs> we come to it, King Joffrey's wedding, which I didn't even write down the specifics. I think we could just talk about it. Um, 
So, Joffrey, of course, even on his wedding day, can't help but be a little piss-ass shit fuck. Yep. And, uh... But now we see why we're getting Ramsay. Because he's being a little shit fuck and we need another little shit fuck. Exactly. So... How does this start exactly? Joffrey, he he gets ignored. He gets annoyed by the fool, which uh, we, so the fool randomly shows up to Sansa at one point and gives her a necklace and pretty much says like, you know, thank you for saving my life. How did she save his life? Um, at the name day, Joffrey's name day, mm-hmm. he uh, he was drunk and Joffrey asked if he wanted wine and then they almost like killed him. And that's right. It. They gave him all that. And, and like, then she's like, oh, it's bad luck for you to like kill someone on your name day. day. Yeah. Jinx. I learned that on my birthday. Yeah, don't kill someone on your name day. Uh, third time's a charm. I'll remember not to next time. Um, so he starts getting annoyed with the jester and uh, he starts fucking around with Tyrion big time. Like, you know, to bring, like, you know get, get, get my wine. Carry my cup. And there's oh well that's the whole thing you skipped over the fact that like that uh, Tyrion gives him a book mm-hmm. about I think Aegon or something something to be a better king oh yes and there is actually a very weird moment because it seems like Tywin has gotten through to Joffrey a little bit because he actually responds to Tyrion surprisingly level-headed like it's a, it's a time of peace we need wisdom now yes. And then Tywin presents his gift, which is the second Valerian sword. Mm-hmm. The Widow's Whale. The Widow's Whale. And he proceeds to chop up Tyrion's gift with it. I actually did not put together he chopped up Tyrion's gift. Oh, yeah. I thought he was just chopping the table like nope, a dumb he dickhead. he chopped the book up because if you recall... Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, that makes sense. It's, it's a pretty important book, too. So he's still fucking with so Tyrion. Still, yeah, he's still fucked. Saying, you know, bitch, get me my cup. Yeah, why did he... Do you remember why he started? Because I think Tyrion must have said something that sparked that. I don't remember what it was. I don't. I don't think he was being aggressive to Sansa because I think that happens after. I think it's after the initial cut play where uh, the the little folk come out to reenact the Battle yeah, of the Five Kings. Yeah, I just feel like Tyrion might have been like provo- like called for, of course, but provoking him in some way. Right. Well, Joffrey brings out. Oh, he pours the wine on him. Right, but what, did, but, but what did he do to get the... I don't remember, but Tyrion said something. He pours the wine on him, yeah. and then he's like, you'll be my cupbearer, and Tyrion's like, oh, like that's a great honor, just like being nice, and he's like, right, it's playing... not. Right, and then he tries to... Even after he plays long, he tries to get him to kneel, and Tyrion won't oh, kneel. Yeah. Kneel! <laughs> and that is when... Um, and that is when he brings out the little people who are reenacting the Battle of the Five Kings, which we just saw, and in it's there, so offensive. It's pretty offensive. We have Renly getting, you know, basically a Renly's sword up the bum. Are permanently half down. Right, it's just an ass on the back, and uh, of course, Rob with uh, his wolf's head gets cut off. It's very upsetting for Sansa. And wait, is that when Tyrion, um, like, calls him out on his, like, oh well, like these people didn't. Is that why you put Oh, well, no, 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 well, no, 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 that, that happens before that. Joffrey tries to get Tyrion down to play around with the other little folk and do, like, show off his sword play or something at, like, the, uh, whatever. And 
Tyrion responds with like, oh, why don't you show the, the part you had in yeah. the Battle of Blackwater, which obviously he didn't have. He ran away like a bitch. I think that might have been when he poured the wine on him. I feel like that was already happening by that point because then something happens, then there's a break, and there's like a break in the wine nonsense, and it's when the wine nonsense starts again that the shit mm, happens. Yeah. But long story short, he asked for more wine, and they grab the wine, and he takes a sip and starts choking, and then Joffrey just fucking dies. In the best way possible. Yeah, like choking on his bullshit, poisoned, Cersei's his eyes bloodshot. Out. Cersei, like, oh no, my son brother, Jamie's baby. Jamie's freaking out. My Which, son nephew. It must be interesting, like, it being in Jamie's position and, like, knowing that your son... But oh no, my, my, my nephew. Yeah, not being able to react uh. like it's your son. Because you think that Joffrey doesn't even know... That he was Jamie's son. Yeah, I don't think Joffrey had any idea. Yeah, so like, there's Jamie like looking at this like that's my kid, and I like I'm I'm no one to him. Yeah. So, ugh. in the arms Although, of the angels, Joffrey Baratheon. Yeah, thank God. And of course, they think it's Tyrion. Like, Cersei thinks it's Tyrion, which like honestly, like I it, it's I still, get why. I don't. I don't. I think it, it would have to be like. I was clearly being put in a situation I did not want to be in. I would never have been able to predict something like that. Uh, true. Um, but also, I do think, and I'm I'm saying, I was almost defending Cersei, but I do think in reality, she just wants any excuse to get rid of Tyrion. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And, and oh, and while all this. Because even Jamie's like, it's my brother. Like, that's our brother. Right. Like. And even as this is happening, the fool shows up and grabs Sansa and says, like, we need to leave now. Her away. Right. And wait, Elena's the best where she's like, she's like, uh, your king is, because you know Elena hates Joffrey, but she's uh-huh. like, your king is dying, you fool, save him, or something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, she clearly, based on the conversation she has with Marjorie after, which I know I'm jumping ahead, but like she clearly was fine with Joffrey dying. Yeah, she had no qualms about it. Uh, episode three. Did you wait before we move on? Did you expect Joffrey to because let's we you thought the wet, red wedding right. was Joffrey's wedding. So a, what did you think happened? Did you think Joffrey died at the red wedding? And b, did you expect Joffrey to die at his actual wedding? After? I thought. Here's the thing. I always thought Joffrey died at his wedding, but when the red wedding came and went, and that wasn't it. I, oh, maybe I was wrong on that. And weirdly enough. When he started choking, I randomly had a bubble pop in my head like, oh, wait, I think I did know he died from getting poisoned. But you, okay, but by that point, you had let go of the fact I that I had let go of it. I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating. That's kind of fun. That, well, it's a, keep in mind, just the way they were pacing it, knowing it was the end of the episode, he's being crueler than ever. Like, something's going to happen. True, but, like, you still, like, even with knowing your quote-unquote spoilers, you still managed to get by, like, two major events that you quote-unquote knew about without actually right without knowing having it spoiled um episode three tywin grooms tommen to be the new king next to jeffrey's corpse and already i have a good opinion of tommen because he's just straight up like you know what should a great king be and as he goes through he's like he should be brave like ah well so and so was brave and he you know lost all the fucking economy etc um yeah, the fucking Jesse's Gessie, Tommen is going to be uh, the the show is just going to end with Tommen being like a good king. 
The fucking relief on Tywin that he doesn't have to deal with Joffrey anymore. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Because jo- like Tywin definitely had a hold on Joffrey at one point. And like, I think they all knew like once he mm-hmm. kind of didn't care what Tywin thought anymore that like they were all fucked. You really got a hold on Joffrey. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tommen seems to not be quite the sociopath that Joffrey is. Yeah, which is really interesting that Joffrey is so intense and like not, like the other two. I mean, you don't really see Marcella much, but like you assume she's fine. But I, I, a part of the thing with Joffrey, I think Joffrey would have had sadistic tendencies one way or another. I think the fact that he was a spoiled fucking mama's boy is what led to all that. Gotcha. So... Um, shit and so before we get to the end, so yeah, death of the week, obviously, is fucking Joffrey. That was beautiful. Fuck that asshole. Oh, yeah. No, I love that he went out. Like, like I said, everyone gets what's coming to them. Right. Again, without spoilers. Uh, well, in that case, you must mean she asked for it because Jamie immediately rapes Cersei next to their son's corpse. Oh, yeah. And I told you there was a whole debate when this came out, whether... Cersei was raped or not. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty unambiguous. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. I think the argument was like I think the argument <laughs> I hope was the mic like, picked that up. <laughs> I doubt it. Um was like she was saying no but not to the sex itself. She was saying like no because it was like in front of Joffrey's great or body and I was just That's like It's still not it's consenting. Still, yeah, it's still not okay. Yeah. It was weird that it was even a debate. Yeah. Um well, I, I, well the other fact there is she was already not fucking him before that when he got back. She was also not in the true. mood for it. Yeah. And I I said and again this is not excusing this or condoning this completely fictional character. But there is like some, I could see like some weird natural instinct of like you know there's our dead kid let's make a new one like horniness or something like like uh, give you a good example with in front um, of the body all sorts of weird shit out there so you and I obviously have pet bunnies that that is our sigil the bunny rabbit um, when a female rabbit has babies you need to keep any male rabbits away from the babies you know why. Because they'll eat them. But why? It's not because they don't want them to take over. No, it's they, not. It's not even that. They want. I realize they're not royal to take over. Uh, I I think they don't want competition. The female rabbit, um, pretty much loses all. Oh my God, let me get this cat. The female rabbit loses all urge to mate while she's like nursing and mothering rabbits, which is only a few weeks. But it's bad enough that the male is like, I'm gonna get rid of these fucks. I gotta get laid. Like, heartbreaking video I saw was, like, a fucking... Oh, no, don't tell me. Just don't tell me. Don't okay. tell the rest of the podcast, either. Go go look up Father Rabbit <laughs> Paralyzes uh, Bunny. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Can I just say, Jesse gets so upset every time a rabbit is eaten in in the show. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm praying for the death of Bron and all of them because they ate rabbits. Also, like, well, we'll get there. Yeah. Hodor and his big dumb no, cock eating Arya rabbits. And the hounds when they get served the rabbit stew. That's true. Yeah. Well, my mom suggested we make rabbit stew out of my pets recently. I, I still cannot believe your mom was like yeah. that cold hearted. My mom, who will take in like, oh, you just All got kinds of strays. Yeah. Oh, you just got off heroin last week. Oh, you wait. You mean yesterday? Whatever. Come live in my house for six months. My my children won't mind. They'll be fine. They won't be talking about it thirty fucking years later. Did your mom do that shit when you lived there, too? 
Oh yeah. Oh wow. There were always people living with us in and out. It was. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't. I love you, Nancy. Sorry. Love you, Mamsy. Uh, the fool brings Sansa to Littlefinger's boat out in the fog. The fool is immediately shot full of arrows. Uh, Lord Baelish basically tells Sansa, like, you know, don't you remember what I told you about this city? We're all liars. So pretty, pretty solidly setting up that Littlefinger is at least partly behind the death of Joffrey. Right. Right. Because the fool was there and ready to go. Who do you think killed Joffrey? I think it was, uh, well, Baelish at least knew about it. And I think it was Lady Olena. But I, I'm only guessing that based off of the meme. And okay, I, I don't, I don't know. The, the meme. I would still think she had something to do with it. Okay, what makes you think that? Um, she, backed, she backed away when Tywin put some pressure on her. But she didn't want the, those fucking marriages to go through as were. Yeah, she did. And, and she, she did say to Marjorie, she was like. You're, you're happier better, now. Yeah, you're in a better situation now. Because Marjorie was like, we didn't talk about that. Marjorie was like clearly like fucked up from Yeah, that. she's like, I just want to be queen. Why do these guys have to keep dying yeah, on me? Yeah, and which is crazy, like the things you do to be queen. But her, her, yeah, Elena. I does. just can't wait to be, be queen. queen. Oh, my husbands keep dying. Um, no, Elena was like, yeah, you're definitely in a better situation than you would have been if you were married to Joffrey. Mm-hmm. By the way, the, the meme in question, I'm not even talking the actual one. So we live in Philly, so this is pretty big. Uh, the final, the, the final death nail to Donald Trump's reelection was when uh, the the votes for Philly finally came in in Pennsylvania. And our our mascot for the Flyers is Gritty. A, in case you didn't, in know. case you didn't know, a demon orange hell beast with googly eyes. And I saw a bunch of memes of a woman who, by dress, is instantly recognizable as Lady Olena. And it's just Gritty's. <laughs> it just says Gritty's face, and underneath it says, "Tell Donald I want him to know it was me." Yeah. So immediately, like, okay, so that was probably okay. Got it. I think it was on her side of the table, if I remember correctly. It was. It was. Um, so, but yeah, so we still don't really know Littlefinger's uh, motivations. He probably didn't want to be sent away. I don't know. He's a, he's out for himself. Yeah. Um, Arya and the Fat Hound and the Peasant Father and Daughter. Did you say Arya and the Fat Hound? I said the Found because I was <laughs> reading ahead to Father. Um, they find a peasant father and daughter, and the hound is just like a dickhead. And Arya's like, you know, forgive me, father, governor. He's all fucked up from fighting the. the who did they say they fought? I don't remember. I think the Tyrells. I think he said. Yeah, and then they splash the fucking stew everywhere. That drives me nuts. How they just like like freehand pour that stew, stew yeah. into the bowl and just make a fucking mess. But the father makes the hound an offer. Like if you'll, and they're like slurping that shit. Out. Right. Like, if you stay for a few weeks and, like, keep marauders at bay, I'll give you good money and a place to eat. Fair money, f- fair, fair wages it is for, for a fair, fair work. work. And Hound's like, yarp. And yarp. <laughs> sorry, we just watched Hot Fuzz with the Hound playing Lurch. No, he says it's yarp and yarp. apparently narp. Narp. Which we never actually hear him <laughs> say. Um, but, yeah, Arya wakes up one morning to the Hound just, like, beating the shit out of the guy. She's like, you're a liar. What the hell? He pretty much says, like, they're weak. They're not going to live anyway. Dead men don't need silver. They, Let's yeah, go. Yeah, they stole the silver. Um, but, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Like, because... He's just a dick. Winter? Like, they keep... Okay, they're in the... Cold uh, I'll tell you one thing. I, I'll tell you one coming. thing I've heard about Winter. It's, it's coming. coming. Mm-hmm. 
Although now it's fleeting in real life. That's right. And us is leaving. We, we had dinner outside tonight and it was nice. And we met our friend Maz and he's going to take pictures of our bunnies and he's going to take pictures of our wedding. <laughs> um, Sam moves Gilly away from Castle Black because everyone's basically like she's got a baby. She fucks. And uh, yeah, no dick. Sam's uncomfortable with that. Also, she named the baby little Sam. She did name him Sam. That's nice. And which is better than naming him after his father, which she initially liked. Randall's a pretty name. <laughs> I'll name you after I'll name you after your father, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he moves her to I don't know the name of the place, but it's like all women, and it's a shithole. But like, there's no dudes around. Uh, John proposes to attack the wildlings camped out at Craster's Keep. That's a tongue twister. No, it's not the wildlings. It's the the people, the Night Watch people. But he's... Oh, the people who killed <laughs> Craster and they're... All right, so they're and in rebellion. the Lord Commander. I gotcha. And then, yeah, the, re- the, re- mm. the rebellion, the rebels. Right. And then we have the end with uh, Daenerys as uh, Harriet Tubman, free and more slaves. Wait, this is the end of episode two? Three. We've been on episode three. Well, we didn't talk about... Um, we didn't talk about uh, the fence coming in and tell, killing the villagers and telling the, the boy to... Oh. Because that boy comes up, okay. Ollie. Well you, well, you tell that because I don't remember. Well, I also, Ollie is a nice name for a boy and not just because I want to name our child after a favorite sock puppet from the oh, Cephalon Ollie show. Oh, God. <laughs> um, well, you just lost your any chance of that. Son, you were named after my favorite sock puppet. Um, so basically, the Fens, which are with the Wildlings, and the Wildlings, they come in and... Cause wildlings! Bam! Bam! Yep. Um, well, if you recall, Ygritte was part of that whole troop because she killed she killed a couple people there, too. Right. And then she killed, oh, she killed the, the mother and the father of the boy, of who will eventually be Ollie. Oh, yeah. I, I love how the intro of that scene is it's just like, oh, well, let's get home and get to your pies. Well, mommy makes the best pies. Arrow in the yeah, face. Yeah, from Ygritte. <laughs> So Ygritte kills the mother and the father, and then one of the fens comes over and sees, comes to Ollie and is like, do you see Do you see your dead parents? I'm going to eat your dead mother and your dead father. Like, do you know where, do you work, know where Castle Black is? Like, run and tell them that, like, we're here and we're coming for them. Mm, leaving, leaving a witness. And like I said, that does become important because Ollie becomes a character. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Excited for, uh, Andy and Ollie. Isn't Andy it? and Ollie. From uh, Bob's Burgers. Anyway. Daenerys. Hi, Andy. I'm Ollie. <laughs> Let's wear the same shirt and be close. Yeah. Um, Daenerys is still freeing all the slaves. Uh, they go to another slave place. Where Marine. They, yeah. And they send out their best warrior who uh, takes a p- basically pisses in her general direction. Yeah. Very far away, though. Very far away. And Oh, uh, we forgot to discuss. We have a new Dario. Who doesn't yes. even fucking look anything like the old Dario. They just completely... Not only did they cast a new character, they also completely redesigned him. Yeah, he just, he still has long hair. That's he about went, it. No, he doesn't even have long hair. Uh, it's not he as He went long. from, like, Fabio to, like, hipster boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Oh, you know, I like you, the you, you know how Dario. you get from Fabio to the hipster boy? Uh, I was about to say he looks like a member of the Strokes. And then I remember, oh, the drummer for the Strokes is named Fabio. Oh, God. Wait, do I have that? No, his name's Fabrizio. Yes. Is that true? I have the vinyl yeah, right here. I think that's right. Okay. 
But uh, so, yeah, so he everybody's like, let me fight for you, Daenerys. And they do a whole like, but I need you too much. Like, oh, fight for you, Daenerys. Like, but I really like your cooking. Oh, fight for you, Daenerys. You're too sexy. That's what she says to Jorah. Yeah. So um, so then this guy pops up who's basically been flirting pretty hard. He's, he's shooting a shot. He's putting it out there. Daria. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, OK, you. And uh, if I recall correctly, oh, he has a throwing knife. I'm honestly surprised she even chose Dario because on it, like he is one of the few people who is also like, no, he doesn't lead anything. But like, he's the one who fucking like sacked the city for her. Right. Like she acts like we know nothing about his hand to hand combat, really. No, but he he clearly like he's done a lot for her at this point. It uh-huh. seems odd that she's. I mean, obviously, he's like, yeah, I could lose you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, oh, yeah, so the, the, the best warrior approaches them on horseback, and he has a throwing knife, and he just nails it right in between the horse's eyes, and then he takes his, like, scythe and just cuts the guy's throat. Yeah, and Daenerys is looking at him like, really? Really? You're just going to let this guy come up on you? And then that happens. Mm-hmm. And then she is a go, go figure. She's a fucking linguist and knows this place's language, too. It's Valerian still. Oh, it's still I Valerian. Believe. Okay. I believe it's still. So there's. So, from the languages I know she speaks besides Dothraki, I think there's Valerian and then there's High Valerian. Okay. So, I think all of the Slaver Bay places speak Valerian, if I am not correct. But she is clearly, mm-hmm. like, just... Is that is that the Slaver's girlfriend? Slaver Bay? Oh, God. I prefer Slaver Boo. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we discussed that, like, um, she clearly had the hardest... Like, she's the only one who had to learn all how to, Mm -hmm. like, at least say lines in all of those fake languages. Right. But anyway, they they give another speech to the slaves of the city, and they fire catapults, and everybody, you know, jumps back. But the catapults are only filled with barrels that explode against the walls, and all you see are her army's former shackles. Breaker of chains. Yeah, and they pretty much, (laughs) they have a very awkward moment with their masters, and then the episode ends. Yep. And uh, that's it for now. I don't have any Jesse's guessies other than uh, Talisi is still going to come. Talisi and Joffrey are now in hell together planning how they're going to come back and do whatever because they're both bad people. Anything else, baby? Um, I don't think so. I felt like you had a Jesse's guessy, but I guess. I think we had a long term Jesse's guessy. Oh, my long term Jesse's guessy is that Daenerys will finally claim the throne and then finally the people will have an uprising and be like, fuck this. You guys are assholes and give power to the people. And then we'll have really (laughs) and then we'll have a fractured nation and elect fascists and, uh, you know, the way all democracies go. Yep, pretty much. Game of Thrones 2016. 2016. All right. Let's stop us and go watch more Game of Thrones. Okay. Sounds good, baby. Love you. Love you too. Bye. No, I, I was talking to the listener. And we're back. Oh, we're recording? You yeah. could have warned me. I didn't have to warn you. What? Life doesn't give warnings. Okay. Yeah. Think fast. Uh, That's so scary. Part two of season four. And I believe this encapsulates episodes three through eight. Wow. Yeah, we've been, it's been a minute. We've been slacking. Yeah. You and I still need to finish watching The Devils, too. Yeah, and we still need to finish uh, Judas. And Judas and the Black Messiah. We have to finish that first, because that'll be off the air soon. Yeah. Anyway, hi. hi. It is March 7th as we're recording this. Interestingly, this is, uh, again, part two, season four. We're only putting up episode, uh, season one of our Game of Thrones podcast. We're only putting that up tonight. 
So, oh wow, this is, I heard you mention Ned when you were doing the recording, and it's like, oh my god, how far we've come! Oh, how far we have come from old Boromir. And uh, yeah, so this is the last one before we have any idea. I'm ready to put this episode up of uh, season one and just like, all right, is this going to blow up or I don't know. Oh, my God. That'll be so funny if like we're recording all these episodes and like you don't get one listener. It's like, oh, cool. If magically there are no listeners, I am going to be so fucking sad. I'm so scared about losing listeners. That's when you'll divorce me. That's it. God damn it. This was a good idea. (laughs) Okay, let's get right to it. Arya and the Hound. They come across a dying old man and kill him out of uh, mercy. Uh, oh God, immediately, the two asshole prisoners who threatened to rape Arya back in season two or whatever, yet she released anyway, return. What was the name of the one cool guy? That, like, you know, whenever you need someone killed, speak my name into the wind. Jockin. Jockin. So, the, Jockin Hagar. Yeah. Um... So yeah, one of them stand, uh, stabs the hound in the neck, hoping to get his ransom. The hound kills him. Arya recognizes the other man, and Arya says that he is not on my kill list only because I do not know his name. Despite saying this out loud, she asks the guy his name, and the fucking idiot just says his... What was his name? Oh yeah, I don't know. It's not important. It doesn't yeah. matter. I would totally kill that piece of shit if I knew his name. What's your name, Jeffrey? Thank you. Stab. Yeah, but if he didn't give his name... The hound would have just killed him. Exactly. It, it just, it annoyed me enough that we don't always watch the previews before episodes. Yeah. Sometimes they like, don't uh, have them. Previously. Dun, 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 yeah. On Game of Thrones. And they just happen to show like, you know, I'll stick my dick in your ass, I will, I was. And then there he is. And then he's just dead. <laughs> Good. Fuck him. Yeah. Who cares? Um, hound confirms the story of the mountain, giving him his scars. Uh... Arya tells him... No fire! No fire. Yarp. Yarp. Uh, Arya tells him the wound needs to be burned to clean it, but he refuses. And the only thing with them, I didn't leave it in the notes, we need to get back to the very last episode here, where Arya and Hound show up somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, Here, you want to try to take this? Sure. Um, So now we're moving to the Vale, um, where... Uh, we're with Sansa and Baelish. Um, Baelish admits to killing Joffrey. I can't call him ba- Baelish. It's Littlefinger. Littlefinger admits to killing Joffrey. This goes back far enough to him orchestrating the poisoning of John Aaron, which set all this in motion. So, yep. so uh, basically, uh, I'm curious, how far did he intend this to go? Because the death of John Aaron sets in everything into motion. That's what leads to Ned Stark coming to King's Landing. I mean, do you want me to tell you? I I guess if you have to ask me that, I'd like I don't think he saw it going as far as like and then Rob Baratheon will fall and get killed by a boar. Um I will say that everyone in the show in some sort of like who's involved, like everyone wants to be on the throne. Uh-huh. So that's right. And we've seen him looking longingly in a how much is that Iron Throne puppy in the mirror? Yeah. So he might have not planned everything like Robert, but he certainly put the putch in motion. But if you recall, did he do all this intending to eliminate Ned Stark? Yeah, he did all of this because he wants to get to. Well, and that's why Catelyn was so mad at him because she's like, you betrayed my family. Mm. But like. 
he wants to be king. Right. So he, because he doesn't have the clout, he's like oh, underhandedly getting there. Oh, I just can't wait to be king. And that involves molesting this 13-year-old redhead. Well, and you'll recall... You'll recall um, Robert, the guy who was feeding him his wine, was a Lannister. What? Lancel Lannister, when they were hunting, uh-huh. he was giving uh, him his yeah, wine. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Is Lancel still around? Did he die? Not yet. Well, he'll come back. Okay. He's just, he's I didn't been, mean not yet, but he, he's, he's not around well. yet. Right. But okay. He'll come back. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no. He, Littlefinger knows what he's doing. I'll say that much. So they're going to the Vale where uh, Littlefinger will marry Sansa's aunt, Liza. Ugh. Yeah, Liza is a suspicious lady um, accusing Sansa of having given herself to Baelish, which she tortures her in a weird way by, like, just grabbing her hands really hard. Oh, yeah. That's also, and she it, looks so weak. Like, how bad could that, that have been? That also has to just be so... Well, when you're a little kid and Sansa's still young... I, I otherwise, but it just, True, it, it's just it's just so upsetting. Like like oh, finally family, I yeah. can breathe. Like I'm just so glad you're here, yeah. niece. Have you been looking at my man, you slut? Because if you think about it, these this is the first Stark to be with someone who that they're related to since the beginning of the show. Right, they have been completely disconnected ever yeah, since they, they came to King's Landing. They keep just missing each other. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, so uh, so when she see uh, she catches Baelish kissing Sansa. Sansa's not a fan of this, and there's no. a whole thing here where she makes like a snow castle, and little dickhead Robin oh. smashes it. And you're making it worse. <laughs> I'm making it better. How do you ma- how do you make people floor yeah. if you don't have a moon? I'm gonna door. build you a moon door. I'll build you a moon door, and I'll kiss you, and you'll be my wife. Oh, he's the worst. Fuck Robin. And Sansa's just kind of entertaining it because she's like, it's better than the situation I was in, married to the imp. Yeah. Could you imagine just being like 13 years old and just like, okay, go go play with your future husband. Just well, and like I said, I think they keep the ages and how much time has passed vague on purpose because mm. in the book, everyone's so much younger mm. that I feel like it's like kind of like it's even more cringy to like keep them that age in the show. Ugh. Yeah. So anyway, Liza sees Baelish kiss Sansa. Liza freaks the fuck out and confronts Sansa again and is about to like throw her through the man uh, the man door. The man door. Moon door. It's a cool name. The man door Lorian, who comes up later. Um Yeah, well goes and, down later. and he still he still um says that Catelyn was the only woman he's ever loved, even though he betrayed Catelyn too. Oh, yeah. I, I love that he's trying to assuage yeah, Liza, like, like Liza, 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 there's only one, one woman, woman I've, I've ever, ever really loved. loved. Like, huh, it's me, isn't it? Your sister Catelyn. What? By the way. Bye. Shoes untied. Yeah. <laughs> and she just falls uh, forever through the moon. Now, the first, I really liked this uh, trick of the tale. Tale trick of the, of the tra- trick of the tape. I don't know. Um, under the who the fuck are the higher ups at Vale? Are they <laughs> Liza's uh, grandparents or mothers? No, something? I thought they were like her. I always thought they were her advisors because mm, they talk about her like they don't have a relation to her. She was an odd fish. That was right. always my favorite. She's an odd <laughs> fish, but she wouldn't commit suicide. Right. So they're suspicious of Baelish Littlefinger. I they like, yeah, be. she's weird, but she wouldn't kill herself. So they bring in Sansa. And Sansa looks like she's going to spill the beans. She's like, I'm sorry, my lord, I must tell the truth. And she does start telling the truth that, you know, she saw 
Baelish, kiss me. Well, and that Sansa is, in fact, Liza. It reveals who she is. She was, what was the name she was under? Elaine? Elaine. Elaine. I remember because it's my mom's name. It's your mom's name. Yeah. Uh, And she's literally, like, about, and you could see Littlefinger, like, don't keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, he gave me a peck on the cheek, like my uncle, which he is. He's the, which honestly makes a lot of sense of her point of view, because even though he is now, like, kind of forcing himself on her, there is something to the fact that he is the only person looking out for her right now. Well, and at this point, Sansa's just trying to survive. Right. I uh, She leans into it a little bit on this one because I feel like, you know what I feel it is? I feel like this is choosing to not throw him under the bus is the first power she's had in years. I agree with that, but also when I say she's keeping him alive, she's trying to keep, she's trying to survive. I don't even mean like, because she's about to be killed. I mean, because like all these people have like, blatantly portrayed like betrayed her and like she doesn't know these people but she fucking knows Liza and she knows Baelish and like Baelish has been better to her than Liza has right even if he wants to get all up in that yeah so I don't even think she's like interested I think it's more just like this is the more strategic move for me Mm -hmm. and yeah so they send Robin's son I mean uh, the son Robin away to learn sword play and be future king or whatever Yeah, and just that very little like as they're sending him away you see Sansa come out and she's like dressed up a little bit and she's like they're in cahoots now yeah she's like this is when she turns to dark Sansa I Uh, love it alright Daenerys and company but but also you could see why in the beginning I had a little more sympathy for Sansa because like she goes through a lot she does. And she's not done. Yeah. Arya's been through a lot. She hasn't seen her father's head on a pike. Well, and also Arya wasn't tortured that repeatedly too. and wasn't and like forced sold to marry. Off. Yeah. Arya's been living her life. She's just trying to get back to her family. But Arya has, she's been through hardships, but not like Sansa. She hasn't been used. Okay, so at Marine, Grey Worm and friends infiltrate and convince the slaves to revolt. All the slave masters are crucified as they crucified the children of the city along the road. Word reaches that the slave masters at Yunkai have retaken control, and she vows to return and refree the slaves. She being Danny. Danny. Da- I, I keep calling, I never referred her in the short firm. I'm going to try it. Or to. Daenerys. Danny and Dario hook up to poor cucked Jorah's consternation. Ugh, poor Jorah. How could she go after Dario over Jorah? Is that she just wants a casual thing, and he respects that it's casual, and that's a hard thing to find in the. Oh God. Uh, Grey Worm, who? Okay, so Grey Worm catches Missandei, the translator, bathing in the stream, and gets all hot and bothered. Masandi brings it up, Sandy. whatever, brings it up to Danny, and they ponder whether he's still got a cock, which, because uh, again, the unsullied are castrated, but they don't, I, I think the word is like, you know, is it the pillow or the stones? Yeah, and it's, at first it's funny, because it's like, why is Daenerys doing that? She's like, fucked, like, she's like, watch the Kalisar, like, fuck each other. Mm. But really, I think it's because she could tell Masande is very uncomfortable, and that's why she's, like, using childish language around her. Right. But, like, can you think how upsetting that would be if, like, just castration was more common? You're just like, ooh, that sure is a cute boy over there at the bar with a may- maybe a little luck. He'll think I'm cute and charming and he'll still have his cock and balls. I mean, there's definitely a time where that was more of a thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Because don't forget, uh, we haven't seen him in a while, but Varys is also castrated. That's right. Yeah. For and a different All we know, they say, they say he likes little boys, but... No, he doesn't like anything. They said he was gay. That he, like, does stuff. He just doesn't have the equipment. I thought I thought the whole thing was that he didn't he was asexual. Oh, I could have sworn they said something if he yeah, likes boys. Yeah, because someone and is gay. someone guessed like, oh, you like boys, and he's like, no, actually, like I haven't really had any interest mm. in anything. Okay. Yeah. Um. Later, Grey Worm apologized to her, but she indicates interest. Uh. Oh, poor Jorah. Sir uh, Barristan is giving Jorah's pardon from Rob Baratheon several seasons ago. As you recall, just before he died, Rob Baratheon basically sent word to Jorah, who had been his spy. To, you know, your pardon, come home. Uh, never got to him. I'm if, I'm curious if we're going to find out where the fuck... Did it just find them now? Or has somebody been holding on to this screed and just passed it into their hands I thought now? Jorah did get a pardon. He did, because th- remember, he that's when he makes the decision to not go back. Okay, yeah, but then where does that little slave child find the scroll? Well, I think someone... Because it looks like it's still sealed, I thought. It does. I think someone sent him one. I think someone like sent it, like wrote it and sent it to Barristan. Okay, but um, so yeah, revealing he was a spy, Danny casts him out, sparing his life, but refusing to make eye contact. Oh, with him. that scene crushes me. Yeah, it's but really she does rough. have she does have a point. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Like I was almost fucking poisoned because of you. She does, and she he saved her. Mm-hmm. I think he should have just told her from from jump. Yeah. Hey, by the way, just in case it comes up, uh, Brienne and Pod. Well, because also here's the thing too. Like Jorah wasn't spying on him, be on her because he wanted to. He was spying on her as a punishment. Right. Right. So, that was like, his whole deal. That's for why being I think outcast. like he could have been like, "Hey, like I was a spy, but like I'm I'm here for you now." Because look at Barristan. He came from being King Kingsguard. Exactly. And she, she let him in. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, you want to take the little bit about Brienne and Pod? Sure. Oh, I love this buddy, this buddy dynamic. Uh, Brienne is tasked by Jamie to find and protect Sansa and to take Pod with her. Um, this is basically a way to save Pod's life for not um, testifying against Tyrion. Right. He's too closely related to Tyrion. They're not going to allow him to survive. Exactly. He also gives one um, gives her one of the new swords made from Ned Stark's sword, which she renames Oathkeeper. Um, and Brienne and Pod wander into town and find our good friend Fat Fuck, a.k.a. Hot Pie. I told you he'd come back uh-huh. as a baker. Um, he's real into his kidney pie. Um, mm-hmm. And he reveals that while he hasn't seen Sansa, he... Oh, because Brienne is basically... And this is... <clears throat> This is a why Pod is helpful to have around brands. Like, I'm looking for Sansa Stark. And Hot Pie's like, I don't know where she is, but I've seen Arya. And Pod's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be advertising that, like, we're looking for Sansa. Because, like, uh-huh. you know, a lot of people are probably looking for Sansa. And also, like, maybe don't give away her whereabouts either. See, I took that as differently. I took that as Pod was telling her not to do that. But then the fact that she brought it up is what led them to have information about Arya. So she's looking at him like, yeah, shut the fuck up, Squire. Yeah, but at the same time, like... Shut up, Pod, and your miracle dick. No, I think... You great lover. Yeah, I mean, she probably, but it's still... I hope Pod and Brienne hook up. It's still good that Pod said something, and I think yes. she was like happy. She not happy, but I think she understood why because mm-hmm. they had already seen Ar- Arya. True, true, true. Or heard about Arya. So, 
well, actually, no, because when Hot Pie brings it up, he actually says, like, you know, Arya has not been seen since the beheading of her father and is presumed dead. And that's when he, like, gives that away, which I don't think it's known that she's dead, but there is kind of, like... Hot Pie oh. said that? No, Brienne says that to Hot Pie when oh, he first yeah. mentions Arya. Like, she hasn't been seen. Everybody just says, like, no, I saw her here. I made a wolf cookie for her. Give it to her. I don't know. Right, but it's later on. It's after that scene that Pod says to Brienne, you should not have been so blatant about Sansa. Because it's as they're leaving. No, it's as they're leaving... Like, after they already had that discussion yeah. and Hot Pie hasn't said anything, they're saddling up to go. He has a conversation with it just as Hot Pie comes out and says, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't remember that. It's not important. Uh, Jon Snow and the land beyond the, beyond the wall. Jon Snow is sent with a group of volunteers to take out the rebels at Crasta's Keep. Bran and his people are at Craster's Keep and get caught and held hostage. The mutineers are scumbags and abusing Craster's daughters even worse somehow. Oh, God, terrible people. When the last pregnant Caster daughter gives birth to a boy, the head mutineer says, leave him as a sacrifice as Craster did. We see a white walker collect the infant and turn him into a white walker, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, he, like, touched the note. I forgot that. Because we haven't seen that come into fruition yet. No, they, they but, just pop up. But we see the Night King. That's the first time we see the Night King. Oh, okay. Who's, actually, who's the ruler of the White Walkers. That's why he had like a little, you'll notice uh, in closer shots, but he had like a little crown. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm interested to learn more about them. Yeah. Um, John and friends show up to take on the Craster Rebels. Locke goes into business for himself and attempts to kidnap Bran. Bran wargs his ass into Hodor and has Hodor snap Locke's neck, yeah. which is so upsetting to Hodor when he snaps out of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Because he's just a simple boy. The damage he's causing, because then he literally looks down and is like, why are my hands red? Right. Um, Bran wants to reveal himself to John, but the Love Actually kid, point, I don't care to know his name, points out, like, if you reunite with John right now he will not let you continue your quest which is vague and we have no idea what the stakes are but must continue to find the three-eyed raven yep so again the Starks are in pissing distance of each other do not reunite yeah and there's only this is the second time that Bran's been this close to John too specifically yeah. we haven't seen dickhead Ricky on in a bit is that his yeah. name Rickon yeah him Rickon. and Sasha are... or Sasha Osha. Osha I Osha. don't know why I said Sasha Osha 9001 inspected yeah um Let's see. John faces off with a head mutineer. Oh, he's a fuck. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, One of the really Craster is. girls stabs him, stabs him, as they should. It should have been. Through the fucking skull mm -hmm. into the front of his face. They ask the girls what they want to do, and they opt to burn the whole damn place down. Yeah. Bye, Craster's keep. Uh, Gilly is in Moletown when it is. I didn't is... know that's what it was called. Moletown? Yeah. I'm going by a note. I had no I idea. I figured. And it is sacked by the Thens, who are the cannibals, and Widelings, and Egret, who spares Gilly and Sam after she finds them hiding. Back at the wall, Sam is... But she doesn't know who they are. She doesn't know who they are. She's taking mercy on yeah. her mother and child. Egret, like, you spelled it like the animal. Yeah, I, I have always <laughs> spelled it like that. Uh, back at the wall, Sam is tortured by his decision to send her there, though hopeful she may still be alive. Yeah, barely. All right. All right. Ramsey and Theon. You want to take this... Um, sure. Who's Jara? What's the name of Theon's sister? Oh, Yara. Yara. That's a soft J. <laughs> Yara shows up to free Theon, but finds only Yesies, Gessies. Yeah, <laughs> refusing to leave. He is a broken man. Yes, he is. Recon. Yes, reek. Um, Ramsay sends Theon to Ireland. Ireland. 
Iron Island. Into an Iron Island garrison. Oh, okay. To parlay with the men there. So basically he's like saying like, Reek, I need you to be this person named Theon. And he's like, okay, I'll be Theon. Um, the leader pretty much knows something's going on. Like he knows Theon's being manipulated and he's like, I'm not going to re- surrender. And he spits blood on Theon. Um, and then one of his men immediately yes. puts an ax in his head. Yep. And it's basically like, oh, you say we'll live if we sign this, um, surrender form, right? I guarantee it. And then the next shot is that guy who surrendered. Yep. Just fucking. He flailed open. Like Ed Gain dressed deer. Terrible. Um, so and in re- but in return for his success, Ramsey's father Roos Bolton grants him his proper last name, and he is now Ramsey Bolton. He is That's right. like that won't go to his head or anything. Ramsey Snow Moore, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, I wanna know. Wait, what was what was Michael Bolton's big song? No, he covered that. Oh, I was like, that is definitely not his. I don't. Well, no, that's, I don't that's know. Percy Sledge. Percy Sledge and Sledgehammers, which is not his band's name, but it should have been. Uh, just quick one. Stanos and Davos don't do much here. Davos convinces the Iron Bank to loan them money, saying it's that. So this we get an interesting thing because the Iron Bank is now basically backing Stannis because uh, the Lannisters are deep into debt with them. And Stannis pretty much just says, like, if you want to get your money back from King's Landing, give him money to us to go take them over and get it back to you is your best goddamn bet. Well, and doesn't the wife pretty much say to uh, Melisandre, like, we're, we're going to do whatever we need to do and, like, right. travel They might be hinting somewhere. something that the daughter is going to be sacrificed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I might to keep know, track of but... this. You might know. And finally, the big... Is this finally? Yeah. The big plot line in King's Landing. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Jamie admits to Tyrion that Cersei wants to kill him. Jamie believes Tyrion is innocent. Lady Elena just straight up admit to killing Joffrey and tells Marjorie to go fuck her dead husband's twelve year old brother Tommen, who has I have been crowned a, king. I have a line Lady Elena's comment at Joffrey's wedding when she says it's a terrible thing to kill a man at a wedding <laughs> foreshadowing and a great line and she's like help you're a king and really she's like bitch I poisoned him and we'll br- they do point that out at some point they say like poison is a woman's way but of we'll recall Littlefinger got her going is the one who started the whole thing and co- was in cahoots with her mm-hmm um, so yeah, Marjorie's gonna try to like sweet talk Tommen. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. And Tommen's like 13. Yeah, he's all about it. Yeah. Uh, we find out the Lannisters are broke and desperately need to retain their alliance with the Tyrells to pay back the Iron Bank because the Tyrells are like, they're very Which is basically flush. why they're okay with, uh, keeping Marjorie around. Mm-hmm. We get a whole <laughs> episode of the trial of Tyrion Lannister. Tywin, Marjorie's father, and Prince Oberyn are the judges. Mm. Jamie attempts to broker a deal with Tywin to spare him Tyrion, offering to give up the King's Guard and be his heir at Casterly Rock. Tywin accepts without any hesitation and says Tyrion will be allowed to join the Night's Watch if Tyrion pleads for mer- uh, mercy. Then we get a twist Fucking Shay has been oh, found. Yeah. So sad. Yeah, so oh, I know it tears me up because like you could tell Shay and Tyrion really loved each other, but she basically she's she's half saying what she's to be told, what what she's been told to say because she says like Sansa and Tyrion plotted Joffrey's murder, right? But she's clearly bitter. but she's also like I was his whore, 
I didn't yeah. mean anything to him. Yeah, she was. She's clearly bitter, and she's also kind of like fucking over Sansa, which sucks because she still cared about Sansa. Yeah, I guess the thought is she's well. That's the part she's being threatened to, because that's the clearest motivation True. for Tyrion. Um, Tyrion demands to confess his crimes. He does not confess to killing Joffrey, but rather points out how he saved this whole goddamn city in the Battle of Blackwater. He's fucking glad Joffrey's dead and wished he did it himself. Tells the whole crowd they should drink poison themselves and drops the mic. He demands trial by combat. If you'll recall, this wasn't the first time Tyrion used this strategy because he also used this strategy. This is how he got out of the veil. Yeah, and he well, and also he first said, "Oh, I'll I'll confess to my sins mm-hmm. or my crimes," but it's like, "Oh, I didn't do that." I hereby confess to getting too much pussy. Wow, Tyrion like gets a lot of shit for things other people have done. Yes, he does. He's a convenient scape yep. imp. After trying to get Bronn to fight for him, Bronn refuses, one, because Cersei has chosen the mountain as her warrior, and two, as much as Bronn cares about Tyrion, he flat out says, like, when have you ever put your neck on the line for me? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. This, I'm, I'm not doing it. And Tyrion understands. And also, right. Bronn's being promised, like, the the daughter of someone who owns an island, and if her uh, sister he, dies... He's, like, pre- he's pretty much been... Offered to be like a Duke of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> based on how he described like nice yeah. weather, etc. Um, we get a weird story between Jamie and Tyrion when they're hanging out where they talk about their simple minded cousin who just crushed Beatles oh, all yeah. day. The or- or- Orson. Orson. I don't know if we get any explanation. We don't understand why, but No, it's- and I don't even get the symbolism of it to be honest. I think it's just Tyrion's obsessed with finding out what he's getting out of this. I guess. Anyway, it's Prince Oberyn wants to kill the mountain for what he did to his sister and volunteers to be Tyrion's warrior. Yo, I'm like with Oberyn. I'm like getting revenge, but like he is a one fucking no dude. Yeah. Like, oh, you killed Elia Martell and raped her. You, Tywin, Tywin ordered Elia Martell to be raped and killed. Like, yeah, it's pretty bad, but like. At least find a different way to say it. It's yeah. just like everything out of his mouth is about we that. We get it. Yeah. Um, so the battle shows Oberyn wearing almost no armor to allow for fluid movement. And he's drinking. And he's drinking. Oh, and Tyrion. I mean, that is ballsy of Tyrion to be like, oh, you're risking your life for me. But like, I'm going to get in my in your way and tell you how to fight. Right. Because let's be real. Oberyn should have won, but. Right. So uh, another thing. This is. The third mountain actor that has been cast in this role. Yes. And it's played by Hathor, I think his name is Johnson something, I don't know, who is a legit like six foot eight Icelandic strongman who is, yeah, do yourself a favor right now. Look up the mountain Hathor wife. This dude is married to a tiny blonde woman. Oh, yeah. He's like six foot nine and she's like five foot nothing. And it would be the most fascinating sex tape ever. Uh, I just imagine a dog going after a steak. That sounds terrible. It does sound terrible. That's well. You know what I think about that? I watched a documentary on strong men once, and I remember there was one guy with his wife. With like, how does it affect your sex life? He's like, we can't do missionary anymore. She can't get her legs around me. Oh God! And like that. That just sounds upsetting. Yeah, that just sounds like too much work. It does sound like too much work, but I find it interesting enough. So they. Uh, Oberyn is... I'm actually surprised Mountain is not more dominant, but Oberyn is just faster. He's faster. He's um, better equipped with his weapon. Yeah. uh, Oberyn strikes me as like a cat fighting like... Let's say... A bear. 
Yeah, like like a bear. So a cougar fighting a bear. So the bear is just slow, taking big swings, and he's just like picking at him, taking shots here, and they're doing a lot of like capoeira Brazilian dance fighting. And, like, slicing at the Achilles tendon and shit like that. To the point where he gets the mountain down on the ground. At, but Oberyn's a fucking drama queen. He's like, I yeah, will not kill you. Yeah, he got too fucking cocky. Not until you confess. And then calling out, like, you know, the king's father, uh, grandfather, and the king's mother. Like, you know, she made you do it. He ordered, confess, yeah. goddammit, confess. And after he playing... gets a little too close. Yep, and after playing possum, he just sweeps his legs, grabs his head, and then gives him the confession he's been asking for all along while sticking his thumbs in his eye uh, sockets and crushing his head like a ripe fucking tomato. That is the only scene I can't watch the second time around. Mm. Once was enough. That was another one where I I didn't need a Jesse's Guessy. I remembered. But you didn't know the context or anything like I that. I didn't know the context. I still, I still haven't watched the next two episodes. I thought the Mountain and Oberyn both died, so I would think Tyrion would, you know get to walk or something or at least they'll say in prison but no they said Tyrion's uh sentenced to death well and I guess because the point is like it doesn't matter because if your person dies too it's kind of like well that's the person who's representing you so you get to die I would think that's the the god's version of like a hung jury interesting yeah oh and the other thing I forgot is Arya and the Hound show up at the Vale of course literally a day after Liza has been killed. Oh, yeah, and Arya just starts cracking yeah. up. Is Sansa still at the Vale? Um, or were they yeah. going somewhere? Wait. Okay, so Arya and Sansa still might see each other. Yeah, but Arya was... No, don't they turn away? They go, we, we, they, we don't say... The last oh, thing we okay. say is that her laughing. I just remember Arya's cracking up because it's like, once again... Of course. Um. Well, here's the thing. My, and I'm not saying this because I remember. I just genuinely does, don't know. Sansa might be there, but if her aunt was killed, mm-hmm. who's the mountain going to give her to? Like he's, Or not the mountain, the hound. He's trying mm-hmm. to get money for her. True. Who the fuck is going to pay for her if like her her relative is dead? I mean, there's still riches. I don't know. Something yeah, but I'm that's like about. the, I think the issue here is yeah. like he's not going to bother because he's mm-hmm. just going to go to the next right. place. So yeah, that's where we're ending this little chunk here. And uh, I guess we'll be back after watching the next two episodes. Yep. Babe, you have anything to add? Uh, nope. Go watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, go it's watch Game of Thrones. Watch along with us. <laughs> okay, and we are back to wrap up season four. How you doing, baby? Uh, I'm okay. Hungry. Yeah, you gotta put that a little closer. Oh, is this better? Yes. Usually I'm not right on top of it like this. All right, well, I'll turn you up a little bit then. Thanks. I just okay. feel like I'm kind of like cheating on you with the microphone right now. What's his name? What's his name? Um, his name is Mike. Can I watch? Sure. It actually but took, you gotta pay. It, it took me two seconds to be like at Mike. Yeah. <laughs> As you might hear from the noise outside, we are recording this on one of the first nice days of the goddamn year, so all of our neighborhood is blowing up with mm-hmm. uh, dipshits. Yep. So let's get right into it. Episode nine. Uh, yeah, so we did only get two because the episode before this was uh, The Mountain and the Viper. Right. But this one was a big episode. These two were. Yeah, I actually don't think this will take as long to cover. I don't think so either. Just a lot of body dropping. Yes. Body yes, yes, dropping. Yes, yes. Uh, Night's Watch prepares for battle. Gilly and little Sam escape Molestown and arrive at Castle Black where Sam hides them. Is, isn't this where he kisses her for the first time? Um, 
Uh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. It has to be. Wait, um, did he get? Was that in this episode that she saw Gillian let her slide? That was in the previous episode. Okay. When we saw that, they, Sam just thinks they're probably dead. Got it. Got it. That's right. right. I in the time since I have seen a meme where apparently. Uh, George R. R. Martin has said that Sam is basically his avatar That's in here, right. just like just like the chubby kid who's not good with girls, yeah. but great with books. But and great facts. with books, yes. Just not great at finishing books, apparently. Yeah, get on it, fucking guy. Um, Sam hides them. The wildlings attack from both sides of the wall. Tormund's army breaks through from the south and engages the Night's Watch. A giant breaches the tunnel into Castle Black but is killed by Gren and five others. At the oh, I was oh, really sad eyes. when they died. Well, yeah. mainly when that guy, I guess his name is Gren, mm. that dude. Yeah, it's a, a big epic scene. They've already chased away most of the uh, attackers to the north of the wall. The coolest scene being like there's a bunch of them climbing up, and of course they're shooting down arrows, etc. But uh, there's one where they just like release an anchored hook yeah. they have to the side, and it just comes down like a fucking windshield, uh, a wildling windshield wiper, and just knocks them all yeah. off. Yeah, and the one guy's hand is still hanging on yep. <laughs> while the rest of his body is gone. And we see there are the two giants. The one gets killed by an appropriately giant-ass arrow. The other one breaks in through the gate, and that's what we see right here, where like the guys are ready to run away, but I think Gren's actually went like, "No, we have to stay," because obviously and if then he they, gets yeah, through. And then they so they um, recite the Night's Watch uh, oath, which is I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's when they're like saying like, "We're the Night's Watch, like we're here to protect mm. and defend." We're and- the Night's Watch. We are <laughs> the Night's Watch, going to protect the Black Castle. You never would have made it in cheerleading, honey. I wouldn't have. I'm shocked I did. And it did. haunts me every day. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. So. Um, oh, and my complaint is, where the fuck are all the women wildlings except for Egret? Like, don't they need to get over here too? Yeah. They're all trying to escape the White Walkers. You would think there would be more, maybe Egret killed them all because she's jealous. Or like, like, even like ones like Egret that are like, you know, tough. Like, mm-hmm. you need to be tough to live out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the two main guys we've seen in charge the whole time at the wall, like one's injured and the other one straight up hides in what ends up being the same room Gilly and little Sam are in. So John more or less is running the fight. Um, after seeing John kill Steer or Steyer, Egret aims her bow at him, but hesitates. And there's a little will they, won't they like, eh, she's going to penetrate him this time again. <laughs> again. Yeah. But then she is shot with an arrow by Ollie. Fucking Ollie. Who, if you remember, Ollie, she, Ollie she killed Ollie's parents. She killed Ollie's far- parents. And the Thens were the ones that are like, we're going to eat your parents. Go to the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten there yet. I, I know fuck Ollie is a, is a frequent refrain from people. I like him so far. And what I was saying to you, like, what makes watching this hard with you is, like, it's hard to say. There are characters I, like... I want to be like, oh, I love them. But it doesn't make sense for me to say it now. So, you know, something is like right. going to happen that makes me like them. Again, if we have a boy, I'm still open to Ollie. I don't hate Ollie. Because I love Syphil and Ollie. And oh, I, my I, God. We're not naming not our baby after a sock puppet. One of the two greatest sock puppets of all time. Yeah. 
We're, don't Guys, worry, we're not even pregnant out. yet. Although, who knows by this episode? Yeah, by the time you hear this, <laughs> I might uh, I might have been a little busy. I've been digging some trenches. Up. Oh God. Uh, yeah, go watch Syphil and Ollie if you have, it, sex. It, if you've ever heard the song uh, "United States of What." It's my United States of Whatever. That's originally from Syphil and Ollie. It's one of my favorite. Shows I ever. recommend if you haven't seen it, you really just can only watch it high. It is a great high show. Yeah, but I can't imagine being sober and being introduced to them being like, this is great at like 30 years old. Yeah, I was 13. I was yeah, all about exactly. it. I would oh. leave my friends and like the young girls and every when I was like 13 and they were like, you know, hey, let's go. Let's go experiment with our sexualities in the shed. I got to go watch my sock puppet show. <laughs> like I said, and, and you wonder why you had trouble with girls in high school. <laughs> Guys, the only thing I need to stick my fingers inside is a sock puppet singing hilarious songs. Oh, God. (laughs) Ah, okay. I'm gonna... All right, five minutes in. I need to edit that out for a clip. That was good. Um, Oh, so they they take Tormund capture. He's like the only wildling they capture. The wildlings retreat. John goes beyond the wall to find and kill Mance Raider, the leader of the wildlings, believing that the whole thing will fall apart if he's dead. Yep. Mance Raider, he used to be a crow. A crow. So he goes there and talks to him. They have a very tense thing, and he's like about to kill him. And then fucking Stannis and Davis show up out of nowhere. Yeah. Fucking shit up. They take Mance prisoner. Well, if you recall, they're the only ones who, uh, like in Westeros, who are like, oh, we need to pay attention to what's going on beyond the wall. Everyone else is like, oh, we're like caught up in our own little shit. And they're like, "Uh, Melisandre. They're also, yeah, the first ones to get the message about the White Walkers and be like, shit, we need to change plans. Exactly. Um, Bran finds the Weirwood tree from his visions, but fucking skeletons start attacking the group, and they kill the little troll boy from Love, actually. I think they're the Whites. They're the Whites? Do they just say skeletons? It was just, like, skeletons. Yeah, but I think that... It wasn't, like, the regular White Walkers. No, they're not the White Walkers, but I think they're, like, their little army zombie crew. Remember when they keep saying, like, we need to burn the bodies? Right. It's because, like, they could turn them into, like, these Mm -hmm. soldiers. Oh, I do love... I I love the shot of, like, uh, the the child shows up. Like, you know, quick, come into the cave, and they run into the cave, and you see a few of the skeletons chase them in, and they just, like, fucking explode Explode, as soon as they enter, like, a force field. they can't... Yeah, they can't, uh... Get past the magic. Right. There, there seems to be some notion that, like, it's not, like, people or creatures with souls in the skeletons. It seems like more a force that gets, like, cut off as soon as you walk in there. Um, oh, they meet the three-eyed raven who is just an old man encased in tree roots in a <laughs> cave. And, uh, and according to Perry, we don't see him for another fucking season. Yep. That is true. So. That's not just according to me. That is fact. Yeah. Bye, Bran, for season five. <laughs> In the Vale, Brienne and Podrick encounter Arya and the Hound, who attacks Brienne. Just brutal fight scene. By the way, just going back without like giving anything away, I will say that the, the fact that Bran doesn't show up in season five is a huge reason why uh, a lot of people were mad about the ending. Mm. It doesn't okay. really give anything away, but is that um, someone important? I can pause. Uh, it's my doctor. Yeah, answer. Okay, so yeah, Brienne and the Hound was pretty much like, you know, I'm here for the girl. And uh, she says, fuck you, tall lady. And Arya, Arya, the Hound and Brienne have like a real 
Yeah, that's like an intense fight. Yeah. It's one of the more intense fights we've seen considering like all of the intense fights we've seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Brienne wins. He knocks his ass down the side of a mountain. Yeah. And he, like, breaks his Brienne leg and he's really fucked up. Uh, the Hound begs Arya to kill him. And even, like, getting to the point of, like, I killed your little butcher's boy. Like, you know, just the, even to the very end, like, we're having a tender moment. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be mean. Just hurt me. Do, do what I want. Manipulative. Yeah, and I don't know why he thinks, like, reminding her of all of that would make him kill her. Because she already knows he's dead at this point. Obviously, like, having him suffer is, like, way better. Yeah. Like, you're just making it worse for yourself. And that's what she does. She takes his money and just leaves him for dead. Damn right. Yep. She also boards a ship headed to Bravos. Woo! Which is free it, city. Because immediately, like the guy is like, we don't, you know, where are you going? Like I'm from the north. Like we're not going near the north. Like I'll go where you're going. Like there's no room. And she pulls out the coin. Right. That what's his face? Jock and Hagar gave her. Yeah, Jock and Hagar. He of the two faces yes. gave her. And immediately, I want to know more about that. Like who the fuck is this guy that has this currency that immediately is like. I don't know if it's even necessarily that the coin is valuable or more than just like it signifies this guy. Right. Well, I think. Well, it would be both. I, I think suppose. it's that it signifies that, you know, someone in Bravos. Because mm. okay. I don't know if they ever get into like, this is exactly what the coin is. But that's my interpretation of it, except especially because they say Vahamagolis, which is mm-hmm. the Bravosian greeting as well. Right. I still know very little about Bravos. Well, we'll find out in season five because mm. she's going there. Mm. Um, we see that Sir Gregor, the mountain, is still alive, though he was poisoned by Oberyn's blade. Um, and then in the big wrapping up, this was just fantastic. Well, he's... Are you moving on from the mountain? We can talk about the mountain still. Well, because, like, if you'll recall, like, she dismisses Pycelle because Pycelle is, like, he is beyond saving, and Kyburn is like, I can save him, but, like, he's going to be different. Right. It's a little and, like pet cemetery. I, yeah. have, I haven't done the main accent in a while. Like, what comes back ain't exactly what you're buried. <laughs> yeah. Don't go down them roads. Um, I want to go down to King's Landing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Pycelle is gone, and she pretty much, like, that's her moment of making Kyburn the new maester. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, and then Kai, she at one point is like, is he going to be less strong? And Kyburn's like, oh, no. No. <laughs> so, all right. So he's going to get some kind of zombified. Yeah. Um, the big one here, that just uh, all the feelings. Jamie in the middle of the night, releases Tyrion from prison and uh, pretty much takes him to a stairwell and says at the top, knock twice and then knock twice again. Varys is on the other side. He'll get you out of here. And they have like a, a nice like... Tearful like, embrace, bye, like we're not goodbye. Each he other actually said goodbye, little brother. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Uh, Tyrion hesitates and walks away. And at first, I thought he was suspicious. There was just going to be a dude with a fucking axe on the other side mm, of that door. Jesse's guessy. That was a Jesse's guessy, and just like all Jesse's guessies, they are They're wrong. wrong. Yeah, you really think you know this show a lot better than you do. It's pretty comical. It's again, it's tricky when something is so in pop culture at the time. I know, but that's why I love it. Is like you're so convinced you know what's going on, and you don't. <laughs> I'm fine being wrong. That's yeah. part of the fun. It's fun for me too. So he goes to see his father first. Only to find somebody else in his father's bed. Ooh. That bitch-ass traitor, spy-ass, bitch-ass bitch 
Shay. Oh, this scene is so fucking heartbreaking. Tywin, are you back, darling? Lion. I, she calls him Lion. Yep. Uh, so I need to look this up because I talked to you where I said, like, how far back does this thing with Shay and Tywin go? Because part of me, and I'm not entirely unconvinced still, that in an allegory and a, a mirroring to the whore that Tyrion fell in love with in the first place... I almost think she was a puppet of Tywin the entire time. So they never really like get into that, which makes me think that's not what. But my my interpretation was always that she just got so mad at Tyrion for betraying her that that's why she spoke against him. And then Tywin was probably, you know, Tywin, he likes to fuck with Tyrion Mm -hmm. and he was probably like, come with me, like, you know testify against Tyrion he's like and she's already mad at him mm-hmm. here's money for it come be my whore I still don't see her first reaction to seeing Tyrion if she truly loved him at any point I don't see her first reaction to him being get a knife stab him I don't think she loves him anymore that's my point is I think that him, still seems like it seems like she never loved him see I didn't get that I got that she was so angry it at also, him well, it, but it also would make sense because Tywin's whole thing was like don't bring any whores around but he knows his son so if he set up something like that and happened to send in the horde, like he was in town for all that shit. I mean, you're entitled to yours. I just don't. I don't agree. With I, you. I, I would look it up. It's just I'm always afraid I'm going. Don't to Don't look ruin, it up because I'm it's not addressed again. Stuff. This is the end of it. Which but is there'll what, be theories. Well, there's theories, but like, yeah, I don't mm. think that. T- from what I know, that's not a popular theory. Well, anyway, Tywin strangles her to death with her chain. But I do think Tywin bought her out to like. To, to sell him out on the stand, 100%. I oh, yeah. think that's... I, 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 know, I know that. I think least. that's the point he came... He would have had to predict all of this. Right, but, but the other thing you and I talked about a few times was always like... Fucking Shay seems a little smarter than this. When again, when he Harry and the Hendersons like go, don't you can't you see nobody wants you here? Like to know a little bit that he's trying to defend. But her. I also think she's just kind of an opportunist, and I think she probably knew like. Her life might be in danger seeing mm. Tyrion mm-hmm. because she probably knew Tyrion was mad at her too. You know, I mean, she fucking like she's the reason I, that I, like, I, I honestly, in jail. It, again, knowing Tyrion as I think I do, <laughs> I think if he doesn't attack her, if, if she doesn't attack him first, I don't see him trying to kill her right there. I don't see him trying to kill her too, but she, but she's an opportunist and she's a survivor. Mm. So she's going to do whatever she can to survive. Right. If anything, like the sheer fact that she immediately tries to stab him just kind of shows the depths of like, oh no, I feel nothing. If I felt anything for you, it's gone. It's gone. gone. Right and now. I agree with that. But yeah, I think Tywin just took advantage of a situation. I really don't think he got. Because if you remember, they found the wrong whore. Mm-hmm. Remember, they thought the redhead right. was his whore. Right, and that's was that the one that Joffrey killed? Yeah. So that's what also why I don't think your your uh, thing holds up. All right. So this summary is a bit out of order. So before we get too far, uh, there's there's a slave in Marine that basically wishes to be a slave again because they, they they you know they get thrown. It was just like the South; they got thrown out into no economy and no homes, right? As opposed to plantations. Um, a citizen brings Daenerys his daughter's charred remains Ugh. because Dragon. Drogon. 
Like naming a dragon Drogon, come the fuck on. Really? Wait, what? It's one letter off. Well, yeah, but you realize what it's named after, right? Oh, Drago. Drogo, yeah. yeah. It's they're named after uh, Drogo and both her brothers, mm. and they're all ONs. Drogon, Rhaegon, Viserion. Then we got the scene that made you so sad. She has to chain up the other two dragons. It really does break my heart. Yeah. And they just like shriek. They shriek and they're in the dark. They have nothing there. Like it's just like it is just like a straight up dungeon. Like I just felt like she could have done it better than just like I'm going to put them in this terrible dungeon where they have no sunlight or anything like that. Yeah. But so anyway, back in... uh, King's Landing, Tyrion finds his father taking a shit in the water closet in the middle yeah. of the night. And they have a whole... Do you remember the back and forth? Um, I'm, I'm sure like every other one of their conversations, there was at least one like, you've always wanted me dead. Yeah, well, he definitely You're says... You're my son. He definitely says that. Dead. Yep, that, that definitely goes down. Um, and I think Tywin just doesn't think it's in Tyrion to do it. Oh yeah, Tyrion has a crossbow pointed at him this entire time. But it's really because of Shay. That definitely, like, made this, like, more uh, justifiable for him. And he just keeps talking down to Tyrion. He even says, like, you're my son. I know you're not gonna fuck. Yeah, and he, well, he's like, and of course you have to do this while I'm humiliated. Let me, like... Get up and out of the bathroom. Yep. And then Tyrion slowly, methodically reloads with his tiny hot dog fingers Mm. and just launches another one right into Papa. He fucking deserved it. That's right. And he goes up to the top of the steps and, you know, and Varys opens and he sees the blood in his hands. He's like, what have you done? And it's only when he, so he puts Tyrion into a box, brings the box to a boat. Varys is about to leave. You know, to return back mm-hmm. to his chambers, and he hears the bells ringing. Yep, indicating something bad's happened. Right, enough that Varys doesn't even go back. He just parks himself right next to Tyrion's box on the boat. I feel like Tyrion and Varys kind of need to stay together. They're like buddies. Mm-hmm. They tend to like look out for each other so it makes sense in the plot that they would be right. keeping well, Varys and also with him. but the fact that Varys was helping him get away like I think even Jamie at this point would be like they fucking tricked me they planned this yeah some kind of shit like Varys Varys is always looking out for Varys yeah well and wait, how do you think Jamie's gonna react when he finds out Tywin's dead and, and also that he enabled it yeah so, so I don't know. We're gonna find out because you and I are gonna stop recording right now, and we're gonna go eat dinner. And I'm sure we're gonna watch this heart of yeah. episode season five, Wait, so where we, I hear it all goes downhill. So what's our? We had a body count going at one point during these because oh, we we had Egret. We all right, we had Egret. We had Tywin. Tywin. Shay. Shay. Uh, the little girl burned by uh, <laughs> the hound. The hound. The hound is a big one. Um, Oberyn. That was. I, I know. Uh, yeah. little, little troll kid from Love, actually. Little troll kid. That's right, Jojen. I refused to learn his name, and now I never Now you don't have need to. to. Nope. I'm just trying to think of who we lost, like, this season. We lost Gren. Joffrey. We lost Gren. God, this is still that same fucking season. Yep. Yep, we lost Joffrey. Um, shit, yeah, I can't oh, think of Oh, we said Oberyn. Yeah, yeah, we lost um, Oberyn. Eliza. Yes. 
Liza. Yeah, there were a lot of people. All right. But yeah, so I guess that's it for now. And uh, that's the end of season four. I know now we have officially started releasing these. So again, please send us a letter. Oh, did my mom send a picture of herself? Yeah, she sent me a dress. The dress she's wearing for the wedding? Uh, I don't know. She's asking my opinion. She says she has two other weddings. So she wants my opinion (laughs) on which one she should wear it to. (laughs) Nice. All right. Anyway, as always, I am Jesse Dram. And I am Perry Lerner. And uh, keep keep gaming your thrones. Yeah. Fight to the death. Fight to the death. Trial by combat. Trial by combat. Let the gods decide. Let See the, ya. Let the gods decide.